Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 25th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. President Trump reiterated Thursday that he may not honor the results should he lose re-election, reaffirming his extraordinary refusal to commit to a peaceful transition of power and prompting election and law enforcement authorities nationwide to prepare for what could become the worst constitutional crisis since the contested election of 1876. In an interview with Fox News Radio, Trump said he would only agree to step down if the Supreme Court rules that Joe Biden won the election, but that short of a decision from the justices, the vote count would amount to a horror show because of what he claims will be fraudulent ballots. There's no evidence of that. He also says that he wants the nominee that he will announce for the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the Supreme Court to be confirmed before the election because the president says he wants her to be able to cast the decisive vote in his favor so that he can hold on to power. The White House started reaching out to Republican and Democratic senators yesterday to schedule meetings for them to get to know whomever Trump announces on Saturday. It's still widely expected that that person will be Amy Coney Barrett from Indiana. The president's continuing escalation of his months-long campaign to undermine the legitimacy of the results poses his most substantial threat yet to our nation's history of free and fair elections. Democratic state attorneys general are strategizing among themselves on what to do if the president refuses to accept the results. They tell us they're most concerned that his drumbeat of unfounded accusations about fraud will undermine public confidence in the election. State election officials say they are considering what federal resources Trump might seek to deploy before and during the election. The president said last month that he will send U.S. attorneys, sheriffs, and armed law enforcement officers to polling places, which could have a chilling effect that dampens minority turnout. In North Carolina, The State Board of Elections is preparing to relocate its Election Day operations to the state's Emergency Operations Center. The State Board considered evacuating its workforce yesterday after a woman called in to accuse Democratic board members of trying to steal the election, warning that she and a thousand other conservatives were on their way to protest. In Wisconsin, State Elections Commission spokesman Reed Magney said yesterday that he was just on an election security call with federal officials in which an FBI official assured them that any deployment of military or law enforcement from the federal government for election monitoring would be illegal and that it won't happen. Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, said she's had discussions about how to police voter intimidation in ways that doesn't make the problem worse. Voters interviewed by our reporters yesterday in Michigan, Indiana, and North Carolina all expressed uncertainty about whether their mail-in ballots would be counted and dismay about this president's willingness to challenge the sanctity of the election. Socorro Herrera, 36, who's unemployed and went to vote early in a suburb north of Chicago, said she's afraid Trump will do whatever he wants. In Warren, Michigan, voters expressed similar disbelief. Deborah Grimaldi, 66, a retired sewing machine operator, said, quote, to go against all norms, that's what upsets me. It's like he wants to be a king or a monarch. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring, a Democrat, said if there's one thing he's learned in suing Trump and his administration dozens of times, it's that when this president threatens to cross Democratic boundaries and constitutional norms, he usually does it. And when he denies it, it often turns out he was actually doing it all along. 
Maine Secretary of State Matt Dunlap, another Democrat, said categorically and emphatically, when you have public officials casting doubt on the process the way this president is, it's incredibly corrosive. He said he cannot describe that with enough vehemence, describing it as, quote, nearly a criminal or treasonous act. Now, Senate Republicans on Capitol Hill tried to deflect Trump's challenge to the foundation of American democracy as nothing more than Trumpian bravado. With almost no direct criticism of Trump's statements themselves, Republicans uniformly asserted that if Joe Biden wins the election, they will support a peaceful transition to the Democrats' inauguration come January. Most Republicans, though, tried to dodge how they would respond if the president refused to accept the results and stoked violence among his supporters. They either called it a hypothetical that they wouldn't contemplate, or they said Trump just talks like that but doesn't follow through. Senator Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, said, quote, The president says crazy stuff. We've always had a peaceful transition of power. It's not going to change. Kevin Kramer, the Republican senator from North Dakota, credited the controversy to Trump's tendency to speak in very extreme manners and dismissed the latest controversy as just part of that trend. Chris Murphy, the Democratic senator from Connecticut, has been quietly reaching out to GOP colleagues to encourage them to hold the line for democracy. Murphy said Republicans are still in denial that this president would ever ignore the results of the election by claiming that he won because of fraud. But Democrats, he says, are trying to get them to acknowledge that every absentee ballot must be counted, fearful that the president could try to head off the results by contesting mail-in ballots and stopping the count before it's done. In interviews, along with statements and social media posts, more than two dozen Senate Republicans pledged support for a peaceful transition. But only one, Mitt Romney, took on the president directly. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 